which Spurs are very underrated and should the big three get their own statues. You are locked on Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, this is Nathan Ray Clark from Criminal Minds and Modern Family, and you are listening to Locked On Spurs, hosted by Victor Wimbiana's new best friend, Jeff Garcia. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kansas City, San Antonio. Hoping you had a good three-day work uh, weekend ready to go to start the new short work week. So there's some positive news there. Hey, what are we talking about today? We're going to look at the underrated Spurs, which Kareem's not getting enough love and maybe should be. And will the big three ever get their statues after George Gervin got his out in Michigan? And, uh, yeah, as always, we thank you for being locked on Spurs. Your first listen each and every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, the Ken's 5 Plus app, so many other platforms. You guys are the everydayers. And once again, yeah, broken mic, everybody. Broken mic. Got to hold it. Ken, enjoy my great Goku shirt here. Uh, that's, that's, that's such a shame. But anyway, yeah, you know, um, we're looking at the Spurs team. And can you believe it? It's already around the corner, the start of the new season. The scrimmage has been announced. Preseason games have been announced. Regular season schedule's been announced. It's gearing up slowly but surely. Are you ready? Are you ready for the big storm that's lying ahead? No, not in a bad way. You know, Spurs are going to get better. Um, they're not going to be having a championship parade late June, but they're going to have a big leap. Players are going to have hopefully big leaps in their development. Wemby hopefully makes a big splash in the NBA and lives up to the billing of being generational. But more importantly, are you ready? You as a Spurs fan, are you ready to share this team? It's not going to be San Antonio's team. It should always have the name on it, San Antonio Spurs. But it's now, again, a global team, just like it was with Parker, with Monu, and to a certain degree with Tim Duncan. But now it's Wemby. The whole world's going to be watching. Everybody's going to be watching. Games, 19 national games all because of one person and your spurs are going to be talked about your spurs are going to be uh probably one of the best selling gear in the uh, NBA next season with Wimbayama. Yeah, the big storm is coming, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Just be sure that you're ready. Ready for everything. Ready for you know, maybe national media dogging the spurs if um perhaps the team around him isn't there yet. No, Wimby's got to go. He has to leave. He doesn't want to be part of this. You know, get ready for calls for Popovich probably retire already. Calls for, you know, the Brian Wright to start flipping players. You know, that that's part of the Wemby effect. It's part of this new era of Spurs basketball is just, man, so many eyes are going to be on this team, good and bad. And the good will come too. Wemby has a great game. Sure. Highlights galore. The Spurs just throttle team. Yeah, that's going to be fun to watch. So, Times are changing in San Antonio, and they're coming fast, super fast. I bet you in that scrimmage, probably going to be on some national outlet because of what Wimby does. It's likely going to happen. And I wouldn't be surprised if a Spurs scrimmage uh, gets uh, gets some love all because of one player. We know who that is. So your Spurs may say San Antonio on it, but it likely is going to be a global Spurs as uh, we get ready for the new season 
Hey, what are we, uh, well, who are we bringing in today? Wow. It's been a lot while since he's been on lockdown Spurs. He took, he went MIA for a while, but for good reason, personal stuff, but he is back. Everybody. Are, are you ready for the man, the myth, the legend that uses certain body parts to measure? So apparently we'll let him explain that. He is Mike Jimenez. Let's go to bring him on. Where is Mike Jimenez? What's going on, brother? There he is. Let's see. I'm back. Where is he? <laughs> there he is. Man, I heard a story about you using. Yeah, apparently you are. I heard a story about you using a certain body part to measure snowfall. Is that true? You know, that was a very well said joke that I did last weekend. It was amazing. It was one of the best stories I'd ever told. And it was it was perfect. I mean, it was flawless execution. It was so good that for five, six, seven, eight days afterwards, people are still talking about that joke. Joke, he says, everybody. A joke. Would have put a passion he managed if he did do it, though. <laughs> do you want me to tell the joke now, or should we end the show with it? We'll end the show. There you go. It. That's a there good idea. Go. We'll end the show with it. But you can follow him on Twitter at MJ Acquired History right on your screen. Yeah. And uh, he will definitely be uh definitely be telling more jokes along the way. Let's see where I'm it's a little bit of a tech issue here, but uh we'll we'll get through it. Hopefully it'll clear up a bit and continue. So he made us first of all welcome back, but let's let's, let's dive into this most underrated spur. Now you're the guest. Uh, which spur do you think is not getting the proper love he deserves heading into the new season? You know, it's funny because there's a lot of names that you can throw out there that could be considered to be underrated when it comes to the Spurs. The name that yeah. I'm going to throw out there, though, I think people might perk their ears up a little bit and say, how is this person underrated? Because he is one of the better Spurs out there. In fact, I have said for the longest time, he is the best Spurs player right now, and that is Devin Vassell. Devin Vassell entering a contract year. This is a guy that I believe is underrated in the eyes of the NBA community, in the eyes of NBA fans, the casuals out there. And I think right. this is the year that Devin Vassell takes a humongous leap. This is a guy that averaged like five points per game his rookie season, then jumped it up to 12 and then to 18. Somebody whose three-point sure. shooting has gone from 34% to 36 to nearly 40%. Now he has Victor Wembanyama next to him. Yep. Who's gonna? All eyes are going to be on Wemby, which means Vassell is going to be open even more. I think Devin Vassell is going to lead the Spurs this year in points per game. I think Devin Vassell will average more than 20 points per game. And it's a contract year on top of it all. You know he's nice. going to ball out. Yep. The guy just turned 23 years old last week. He's a young guy, nowhere near his prime. The Spurs better lock this guy up before the season starts, man. Lock him up already. But I think Devin Vassell is completely underrated. Spurs fans have been so focused on players like Keldon Johnson, uh, DeMar DeRozan and, and in the past. Right. But when I see the Spurs, just talent-wise – Right now, the best NBA player on that court is Devin Vassell. Yeah, no arguments here. I think he is the best player right now. Wemby's probably going to have something to say about that in just a few weeks. But as of right now, Devin is the real deal. And he's kind of been lurking in the shadows. 
because of the injury situation he had last season, because of his development early in his career, um, now is his chance to shine. And he'll probably be a big piece moving forward, a bigger piece. Yeah, I, I, I want to say, I think he definitely is appreciated by Spurs fans, but I don't think enough. You know, they still default to Keldon. They still default to Sohan. And then it's like, oh, yeah, there's Devin. That's that's what right. it feels like. Oh, right, 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 Devin. Yeah. And I, in my opinion, he is, I think he's also the best two-way player on this team right now. That's a very good point. I mean, Devin Vassell, when he first came out of Florida State, this was a guy that I loved. He was my favorite college basketball player three or four years ago. Right. No lie. James Pledger and I would watch Florida State basketball all the time on Saturday mornings. And when the Spurs drafted him, I was like, oh, my God, they drafted my favorite player. They drafted my guy. Yeah. And, and the weird thing about it is that defensively, Devin Vassell in college was a lockdown guy. He hasn't been a lockdown guy in the pros, though. In the NBA, he's been a good defender, but not a lockdown, lockdown kind of guy like he was back at Florida State. So if he can improve that a little bit on top of what he's already bringing on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, the guy is going to be somebody that you want to have in silver and black for not only this season, but for probably 10 seasons to come. I talk about his intangibles, and I like his intangibles of intensity. Um, mm -hmm. You look at whenever there's a loss, a major loss, he tends to be very vocal about it. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing here, guys? Uh, you, you you look at him on the court, you know, not demonstrative, you know, like screaming and yelling. But, you know, he does, you know, have his moments where he's either frustrated or he's trying to rally the troops. Now, Kelton, I mean, that's his thing, you know, energy and whatnot. But kind of right there is Devin Bissell. Go watch, just watch Spurs games this year. And you're going to be looking at probably Kelton yelling and screaming and pop, getting the guys going. But watch in the background, Devin Bissell, really good at leadership role. And I think that's his next phase. Is Well, I think the next yeah. phase for him is stay healthy. And then after that is leadership. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to say uh, Devin Vassell is somebody that all – teams in the NBA would want to have him on the roster. Uh, you oh, know, there's sure. certain there's Absolutely. certain players that 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 fans grow attached to. You know, like for example, Keldon. Keldon's a good player. Okay. He's yeah. a he's a good player, but he, he wouldn't a be player. a star. He wouldn't be a starter for half the teams in the NBA right now though. And but yeah. when it comes to Devin Vassell, Devin Vassell would be playing 30 minutes per game for every single team in the NBA just simply because of what he can do offensively, defensively, and from a leadership standpoint, and the fact that he's only 23 years old and nowhere near his prime yet. He not only has one more leap ahead of him, he probably has two or three. Spurs need to lock this guy down to an extension, ASAP. And, you know, this is somebody that, you know, the Spurs have been saving a lot of, of cap space along the way. We oftentimes think that cap space is going to go out to go get some big-name free agent. But more often than not, it's it's used to keep the guys that have, have been here for a while. Yeah, and he'll definitely get shine on a national level because of the amount of national TV games this season. So hopefully he will show out. Not too much, though, where teams like, hey, 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 Spurs, let's make a deal. Let's try to get you over. <laughs> let's get him, Devin, over to our team. No, I don't want that. He is Michael Jimenez. Follow him on Twitter at MJ Acquired Taste. He'll tell you a joke later. Hopefully he'll keep it clean. <laughs> And then also, it's not. what's he up to now? What's he doing? It's not clean. What's he doing? What's it, where, where can you find him?
still doing media stuff? We'll find out right here on Lockdown Spurs with Mike Jimenez. Hey, I want to talk to you about bird dogs. you got to get bird dogs right now. they got these uh, stretched khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh, leg, leaving you a truly sculpted look. You're going to look like a freaking Adonis. Like you did not skip leg day with bird dogs. Bird dogs shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon does, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dog uses anti-stink sweat fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird dogs are functional for any occasion, a golf outing, date outing, evening out, pool, workout, lounging, work, pick a event or a situation bird dogs has you covered look <clears throat> you got to get yourself some bird dogs immediately and you also get yourself a free uh gift and a water bottle and <clears throat> guess what it's all yours for free look i use them i use them when i go to work out they fit very well they keep me warm too especially sometimes those gyms are like too cold and the fans on i don't know why they do that but bird dogs has me covered they'll have you covered too you want to go to birddogs.com slash LockdownNBA and enter promo code LockdownNBA at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockdownNBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You don't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. You won't want to take off your Bird Dogs. We promise you. And we are back right here on Lockdown Spurs with that familiar face. He's Michael Jimenez. He's back right here. I locked down Spurs, not for lack of trying, everybody. I urge him to come on, but some personal reasons got in the way, but it doesn't matter. He's back on lockdown Spurs to tell a nasty joke later. Luckily for Jimenez, he knows I edited this, so I can take anything out that he says bad. Good. But follow him on Twitter at MJ Acquired Taste. Hey, we're talking about who are the most underrated Spurs ahead of next season. Jimenez went with Devin Vassell. It's my turn. I'm going to go with Trey Jones. I think Trey Jones doesn't get enough love that he deserves. You know, this whole debate, oh, is it campaign starting? Is it it's Trey Jones? Is it somebody else? You know, I think it's Trey Jones' starting spot to lose. Here's a guy that plays with a very high basketball IQ, very minimal turnovers, Jimenez, uh, is more of a facilitator, something this young team needs. Not another black hole ball hogger kind of guy who wants to get his points. He's fine with scoring eight to ten points as long as his assists are in double figures and he's running the team. Sure, he's under he's undersized, but you look at the last um, few uh, really strong teams like Denver Nuggets. Denver don't have a true point guard, but yet they're the, they're the champs. Uh, Boston, you know, white, but you got to look at. Uh, uh, the fact that here's Trey Jones and he's been doing his thing. You know, he is a prototypical guard this point, this team needs. Somebody's going to facilitate. Somebody's going to put Wemby in the right spots. Sohan, Keldon. I really believe that Trey Jones is underrated. He manages your thoughts. You know, Trey Jones, you, you mentioned him being polarizing. I think that's a very good way of putting it. Um, there are a lot of things yeah. to love about him, and there's certain things that bring some pause along the way. 
I remember when the Spurs got him in the second round a handful of years ago, Coach K over at Duke came out and said, that guy should have gone in the first round. And in fact, most of the mock drafts out there had Trey Jones going somewhere late teens, early 20s, but he fell to the second round and the Spurs got him. Coach K, one of the greatest college coaches of all time, came out and said the Spurs got themselves a steal. Okay, the positives of this guy. Trey Jones is somebody that does not turn the ball over. And I like the fact that he is a true point guard. I am one of those old school guys where I want to have a point guard, a shooting guard, and I want to have a small forward, power forward, and a center. The way the NBA has gone, though, in the past 10 years or so is like everyone's the same height. There's smalls and there's bigs. And it's just kind of everybody doing – different roles, you know, playing multiple positions at one time. But for some reason, I like it old school. I like it where the Spurs had a Tony Parker out there, where the Spurs had an Avery Johnson out there. And if you go back to the 80s when they had an Alvin Robertson back there, early 90s, a Rod Strickland, I like having a prototypical point guard. Trey Jones does not turn the ball over. He seems to be well-liked, also 23 years old. The thing about it, though, is he can't shoot. He's not a very good shooter. And in 2023, going into the 2023-2024 season, you got to know how to shoot. So I Mm -hmm. hope over the offseason he improved his shot a bit. You can't have somebody out there who's a career 27% three-point shooter. You can't have a guy out there who has a hard time finishing drives. He runs the offense very well when it comes to distributing the ball. In fact, I would say that He is extremely good at that. But it's when it comes to getting his own shot, unless it's a wide-open layup, I don't trust it. And I just hope that over the offseason, he cleaned that up a little bit. I hope over the offseason, very much like Jeremy Sohan, we see those videos of him going out there and trying to knock down threes and work on his jump shot and things like that. I hope that's what Trey Jones is doing because when it comes to playing defense, even though he's undersized, if you have... Victor Wembanyama behind you, sure. and you got Zach Collins behind you, who are seven yeah. footers. You can gamble. You, you can yeah. gamble a bit because you have yeah. help back. You have some some backup help there, you know, on the weak side. Um, so you don't really need that. But man, if he can just improve his shooting a tad, I don't need him to be lights out Devin Vassell. I don't need right. him to be a thirty eight percent three point shooter. I need him to be somewhere around thirty three to thirty four to thirty five percent, so that at least the other team is not daring him to shoot. Right. But yeah. when we talked about Trey Jones earlier this year, you asked me the question, "Do you want him back?" And I said, "Well, it depends on the price point." And I think the Spurs got themselves a deal in that $10 million range. And because of that, you got to want to have him on this team. But then the question becomes, is this guy a starter? Is he the sixth man? No, he's he's a starting point guard for this team. I hope so. Right now, he is. And I know what you're saying about the uh, shot. But with a team that has so much offensive Weapons, Wemby, Keldon, uh, Devin. The last, you know, for me, it's just I don't want another mouth to feed. You know, what what I just want him to do is knock down that short range mid shot. You know, keep the defense, uh, the interior defense on, and penetrate, which you know he can do, and finish at the rim. Know what he reminds me of a bit? Excuse me, Speed Claxton. 
That's who he reminds me of, a speedy class. <laughs> you know, a guy who's going to get in there, do the job, hopefully knock down that outside shot from time to time, and then uh, just steady the offense. That's what he reminds me of. That's a very interesting point. Um, I will tell you what I think his maximum ability is when it comes to point guards. He's one of my favorite players growing up, Kevin Johnson. He doesn't have the ups of a Kevin Johnson because Kevin Johnson could throw it down back in the day. But as far as being a floor general, I oh, can yeah. see him being oh, yes. somebody like that, making the right move. And it's all about being smart. And it's it's about not throwing the ball away. It's about getting the ball to the right player yeah. at the right time in stride. And I want him to be the starting point guard. And, and it's it's weird because you try to come up with a starting five and someone's got to be the sixth man. If Trey Jones is the starting point guard, and you know Devin Vassell's the two, and you know uh, Victor Webanyama's yep. going to be starting, and you know that they want to have Zach Collins there. Okay, yep. well, who's left? Sohan? Keldon? Yep. Which one of these guys is going to be sent yep. to the bench exactly. to come out to be the sixth man? And that's the most intriguing what part a great of what's going to happen in October. It's about time. Yeah, that's a great problem to have. If you're, yeah. If you're San Antonio, you love this problem. Hey, uh, when we get back, we're going to ask the big question. Should the big three get their statues after George Gervin got his out in Eastern uh, Michigan University in Ypsilanti? Uh, we'll see. We'll see if Jimenez stands on the big three statues. Hopefully. He was not going to piss off Spurs fans. I think he is. Just letting you know, I think he is. So we'll be back right here on Locked On Spurs. But hey, I want to talk to you about Mudslingers Drive Through Coffee. Mudslingers, what more can you say? They are just blowing up. He menaced. Are you watching this? Now they got Frank Harris from UTSA. He's on board the Mudslingers train. Did you see that, He menaced? Oh, I did. They have a wide selection, dairy alternatives, caffeine free drinks like the OG OJ. Basically, it's the Orange Julius recreated Nat Mudslingers. They also have the Frank Harris's new drink. Uh, it's called the Sub Zero. It is just awesome. Fans are loving it. They got the Red Bull Lightning Infused line, which basically is just a lot of Red Bull for different variety of flavors. Get the strawberry. And they have their signature drink, which is the Mudslinger itself. It's dark chocolate, caramel, espresso. They have it all over at Mudslinger's Drive Through Coffee. Over 300 five star reviews cannot be wrong. And you can find them at 2404,000 Oaks Drive. That's in the Stone Oak area, 281, 1604, that area, if you're in San Antonio. Go there right now, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mike Jimenez, he definitely goes there. I go there. All of San Antonio is going there. Don't be left out. Go to Muslinger's drive Through Coffee right now. And by the way, talk about Wimby, right? They have the alien drink. Yeah. yeah the alien drink, Mid a full can of Red Bull. Go ahead. The mini donuts, dude. Seriously, you got to get yourself oh, a yes. six pack, a dozen donuts. of mini donuts, and wolf yeah. them down. The salted caramel, my favorite. Yeah, exactly. Right there. Look at that. First hand testimony about how great Muslingers is. Find them on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. Uh, I mean, pick a platform, threads at Muslinger SATX. Life is short for bland coffee. All right. He is Mike Jimenez. Follow him on Twitter at MJ Acquired Taste. And we're going to ask a big question right now. Should the big three get statues? Now, why is this a topic? Because recently, George Gervin got his statue uh, for his uh, playing days at the University of Eastern Michigan. That's up there in Ypsilanti. And 
It's a very nice bronze. It's in his college uniform. He's doing the finger roll. Uh, very beautiful, nice, well-deserved. But you see other NBA teams, the Lakers, Shaq, um, uh, my, the Bulls with Jordan, uh, Kareem, the list goes on and on. Should the Spurs finally give the big three a statue? Or at minimum, maybe Gervin himself. Just give Gervin one. We'll start there. Jimenez, where do you stand on this statue con uh, discussion? You know, it's funny because when I think about statues, I think of the Lakers because I've been over to the crypto and I know they recently made the announcement that they're going to have a Kobe Bryant yeah. statue. You go over there, they have Elgin Baylor. They've got Jerry West. Yeah. Uh, they even got Chick Hearn for crying out loud. Uh, mm -hmm. Magic Johnson. And do any of the Spurs players deserve a statue? The answer is yes. Okay. But is it in the style of what a San Antonio Spur would want? And then the question becomes, okay, let's say the Spurs were to unveil a statue at the Frostbank Center at some point. Which Spur is most deserving? Is it Tim Duncan because he's the greatest Spur of all time? Is it because he is arguably a top five player all time in the NBA? Or is it somebody different? Do you go back in time and do a George Gervin? If you were to ask me which of the big three deserves to have a statue, I'm going to say none of them. None of them. The person that deserves a statue out there, the first two should be David Robinson, and the second one should be Greg Popovich. Those are the two that deserve them first because the Spurs would not exist in San Antonio if it wasn't for David Robinson signing with the team and, and doing his two-year commitment after being drafted in 87, he could have gone anywhere. You sit out two seasons. You are a free agent. He yeah. signed as a free agent, if you will, in 1989 to be with the Spurs. And because of that, we suddenly started having success. 50-win season started before Tim Duncan. It started with David Robinson laying the foundation. And we would not have had a Tim Duncan run era we would have not had a big three if it wasn't for david robinson and i understand the importance of other players like george gervin and james silas back in the day but the most pivotal important spur of all time that needs to be honored is david robinson first and foremost and then after that beyond the big three greg popovich as well because of what he's been able to do right one of the greatest coaches of all time yeah for me um i would start outside of the big three with gervin I think, you know, it was him, you know, uh, the finger roll put San Antonio in the map when it was just a little ABA team and then yeah. made it splash in the NBA. Uh, second on my list would be Robinson. You know, for sure, Robinson deserves one. I don't think he'll do it because of religious things, uh, yeah. but I, I just don't see that happening. You know, I think he would probably say, don't give me a statue, donate money to uh, education. I mean, that, that, that'll be his first reaction. Uh Gervin seemed uh, definitely appreciated it. So the Spurs were to do it. Yes, it'll, it'll go over well. I think it'll go over well with the community. <clears throat> and I think it'll just lead to, okay, when will the big three get theirs? If they start off with Gervin. Now, you know, do things change uh, if and when they move downtown? Perhaps that's part of the schematic of a downtown arena, you know, statues and everything. Crypto has, as you mentioned. You know, could that be part of the deal? Well, I don't know. We'll find out. Now, the big three, that was interesting because Manu Ginobili, already has a statue in Argentina. There's one for him already. So he's already been down that path, and he, obviously he was okay with it. I think your dog is okay with it too, Jimenez. So, um, <laughs> it's outside. <laughs> but 
<clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, man, I think maybe the big three don't get a statue. Ultimately, maybe they get a uh, a mural. That's a thing that San Antonio does. A mural, or um, you know, uh, maybe their their numbers kind of uh, in, in statue form. You know, who knows? You know, you know. You know, Popovich definitely deserves a statue too. I don't, I don't see him being the type to be okay. I'm down for a statue, uh, but what do you think about you, you know, just the whole idea? I mean, you're right. It doesn't sound like San Antonio style to do something like that, but I think they should. I think they should. No. Maybe not start off with the big three. Start off with Gervin or Robinson. They would have to do them all at one time. Um, a Tim, Tony, Manu, and Pop, yeah. like an unveiling of all yeah. four. Uh, and then you go on to other names as well. I, I think that you might even be able to honor the 99 team because that was the first title there. Uh, yeah. I, I think back of like if you go to the um, Dallas Cowboys training facility out there at the Star in Frisco, uh, they have a statue there, not of any player itself, but it's kind of like in the round where it has several bodies there. Uh, I think yeah. something like that where it's maybe pop in the huddle, you know, drawing up a play, and then you have certain Spurs players around pop, I think would be a very fitting tribute as opposed to George Gervin's finger roll, as opposed to, yeah. you know, uh, Tim Duncan. Tony's teardrop uh, or something. Teardrop or, or yeah. you know, T Tony Parker's would be him on the ground. It was every play, every <laughs> shot he took, he was on his ass. Manu, Manu, Manu's would be swatting, swatting the bat. Swatting the bat. just a dead bat <laughs> on the floor. But no, but I think one of yeah. top coaching and the players all around him would be a pretty nice setup because it's not like we're honoring just one player. We're honoring the legacy of the team or of that era. I think that would go very yeah. well. I definitely can see them going the mural route, though. If they don't go the statue route, they'll go the mural or some big, yeah. big, ginormous mural at the at the at the new front center, or if they move to downtown. You know, I think that would probably be the closest if the Spurs team doesn't. Because the mirrors are a thing facility. in San Antonio. If you don't know, there's mirrors or the new credit facility. I'm sure, exact exactly. But yeah, this is going to be a topic, you know, and it sparked up again because George George Gervin got his uh, mm -hmm. for his university uh, days in Eastern Michigan. So we shall see. Perhaps that will be part of the new, if they do move downtown, the new look of a downtown arena. He is Michael Jimenez. Of, follow him on Twitter at MJ Acquired Taste. Everybody's got to know what you're up to now, now that you're kind of coming back out of the tunnels, out of the shadows, little yeah. by little. Kind of like Aaron. Doing? How can people watch you? Kind of like Aaron Rodgers uh, kind of went into hiding for yeah. a little while to kind of find himself. I had to do the same thing, man. I, I have some personal issues going on in my life and uh, some mental health issues as well. And uh, I just need to take care of myself and really just kind of focus on the most important things yeah. of life. And at, at this moment, it's my family, it's my business, and it's things like that. So as much as I miss doing the uh, daily podcast, uh, which was the uh, Acquired Taste Network, it's now gone on and has been rebranded joe garcia is now uh running that as well uh i'm going to be doing it once a week and i have been doing it the past couple of days on fridays i'm thinking about moving to mondays so it could be like mondays with mike so that i can at least pop my face in 
do my thing for a little bit, get a taste of it. Uh, but as of right now, I'm kind of just focusing on myself and just uh, centering myself. It's been a bad four months kind of a, on a personal nature, and I just needed to kind of regroup and just take care of myself. Part of taking care of myself is also beyond therapy and whatnot, which, by the way, I am not ashamed to say that I'm seeing a therapist. Not ashamed at all. I know you got yeah. to get some help sometimes. Every once in a while when yeah. things uh, get thrown at you, you got to get some help. But uh, part of it's health. And uh, you guys have been ragging on me, dragging me, uh, because I've been saying that I'm about 11 pounds away from being effing cute again. Uh, <laughs> part of it is 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 walking, man. Just me going walking, lifting weights. Uh, I've been going to Hot Works and doing those uh, workouts inside the sauna. Uh, I'm down about 12 pounds in the past uh, four or five weeks. I'm killing it right now. Uh, I've done 75 miles of walking in the last wow. three weeks when it comes to mapping it out my map. Not with like the Fitbit and all that. No, like dedicated. Yeah. I'm going to go walk three to five miles right now. And yeah. uh, so I feel a lot better. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting leaner. Uh, maybe this headset's not showing it, but so there, there you go. go. I had to take it off so I can show it off. But uh, I got to get fit and trim like Jeff Garcia. Uh, but uh, oh, no, I'll be yes. doing the uh, Alamo City podcast or Alamo City Sportscast. I think that's what mm. it's called. Uh, I'll be doing that uh, at least yeah. once a week. And if I feel like it, maybe twice a week. But uh, at this point, man, I'm just focusing on myself and focusing on the family and business. And bad. Jokes. And he always has an open invite to Lockdown Spurs. And I'll probably will there bug him. I will bug him likely too. I will bug him. Come on, come on, come on. And he'll, he'll be okay, fine. He'll do it. <laughs> hey, so what's this joke you got for us? Keep it clean. Though. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll try to keep it as clean as possible. So uh, we were doing, for the Fantasy Gods podcast, we were doing a fantasy draft over at Mad Pecker Brewery uh, on Tezzle Road uh, last weekend. And I was just simply telling a story, man. I was just talking to... Chris Leha of, of MCS uh, Concrete Construction. Yeah, Chris Leha is a great guy. He's part of Spurs Twitter. And um, I was showing him photos of the concrete in front of my house. The porch has gotten all cracked, and it's, it's ugly, and it's stained, and it needs to be resurfaced. And I'm showing this to him, and he goes, oh, yeah, you know, they probably put, like, a layer uh, above the concrete to kind of make it look nicer than just straight up concrete. So I'm picking his brain about it all. And he starts asking me the question, how did this all start? And I was like, yeah. oh, well, here's the thing. It all started when it snowed a couple of years ago. And at this point, I'm telling this whole story about how the whole city got between three and four inches of snow. But okay. when I, I turned on the TV, remember everybody was in the dark? You know, yeah. everybody had no electricity. I had electricity the entire time. I was... I was steam cleaning my carpets. I was using the oven. Everyone was. Of just, course you were. Of everyone you were. was just freezing <laughs> to death, and I'm over here in the with with heater on, just enjoying life, right? Uh, but I was watching the news, and Ken's five, the meteorologist, comes on and says, "The airport had two or three inches of snow, but let's look around the county and see what part of the county had the most amount of snow." And they're going around, going around, and they pinpointed that the two neighborhoods, which are right next to each other, one of them being mine, Weston Oaks and West Creek, had the most amount of snow out of any neighborhood 
in the city. And as I'm telling the story, percolating in my head was a joke. I'm like, oh my God, I did not realize that I'm setting myself up for a joke. So they said that you had seven inches of snow. And I said, well, I had to, you know, try this out for myself. I had to, 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 to measure this myself. So I'm telling this whole story, not as a joke, but just as a story. And I said, so I went out to the front yard and I laid down chest first, face first. And lo and behold, it was seven inches. And then I, I just stopped it at that. And I turned my head. I it was I did it deadpan, deadpan delivery. I didn't laugh at my own joke. I just turned away, and I knew that if the if this, the, the way that I said it though, I, I I can't relive it. But the way that I said it, if I was like on the vault, if I was yeah. a gymnast, I stuck the landing hard. Sorry for saying that word and describing. Yeah, this. I, yeah, yeah, I figured. Yeah, I saw that Yeah. But, but I I just turned away, and it took like twenty or thirty seconds for people to start laughing because I I don't it it had to like percolate in their head as to what I just said and yeah, they yeah what did you yeah, it. yeah and it, it it got to be kind of a uh, viral sensation as people were telling the story and repeating the story repeating the story repeating the story and what ended up happening was one person would tell some somebody who would tell yeah. somebody who would tell somebody else and before you knew it that whole right. joke was ruined because it it wasn't what i originally said but it was a great moment in yeah. joke telling history for michael jimenez look at jimenez being the next seinfeld the next uh, Eddie mm -hmm. murphy next stage comedian look at him it's he all about michael jimenez telling jokes here on lockdown spurs it's all about the execution. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at MJ Acquired Taste. Hopefully, he'll be back next week. I will definitely bug him. He knows yeah. that I will do that. Uh, I want to thank you, everybody, for checking out this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Spurs, YouTube. The list goes on and on. Ken's Five Plus app, iTunes, Spotify. We will be back probably, uh, oof, probably uh, Wednesday or Thursday. So uh, hopefully, uh, we'll get one out. Uh, slowly but surely, we'll be racking up back to five days a week. It's getting to that point. Training camps around the corner, so these whole two, three days a week uh, will be done and done. And uh, <clears throat> make sure to follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. You guys are the everydayers. Let us know what you think. Who is the most underrated Spur? Do you agree with Jimenez? Is it Devin Vassell? What about me? Is it Trey Jones? And do you want to see the Spurs give the big three their statues at the new Cross Bank? Well, the newly named Frost Bank Center. Uh, let us know. But for Mike Jimenez, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.